What's up? Welcome back to Nostalgia. Dave here with my 2023 Oscar predictions. Going to go through 20 categories. Got all the data points. I've researched all the precursor awards. I did my homework to tell you who's going to win. I think there's a bunch of awards that are very easy to predict and a few that are very much up in the air with a week to go till the Oscars. So interesting year overall. A good year for movies. You can check my best movies of the year pod out, youtube.com slash nostalgia pod. But best pictures, uh, best picture, that, that, that top 10, I think, is is really good crop of films. So we got a lot of movies in the mix that are uh, have a lot of passion and people like. But uh, let's just jump right into it. Start with uh, best picture, because I think best picture is one of the least interesting awards, actually. Uh Everything Everywhere All at Once is the overwhelming favorite. We also have The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Top Gun Maverick, Tar, After the Way of Water, Triangle of Sadness, Elvis, and Women Talking nominated. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once was my number one movie of the year, many people's favorite movie of the year. And it is by far and away going to win. There is no doubt. Lock it in. it's, It's an absolute lock. Everything Everywhere All at Once has won the SAGA, Ensemble Award, Screen Actors Guild, the Producers Guild Award. The Daniels, the director, directors of the film, won the DGA, the Directors Guild Award. It also won the Critics' Choice Award, won the Indie Spirit Award. The only non-prizes like prizes that this movie won was the Golden Globe, which went to Fate the Fablemans, uh, but that was in the drama category, and, uh, and everything everywhere all at once in the comedy category, so they're split anyway with the Globes. And then, of course, the BAFTAs, nominated All Quiet in the Western Front or and, and gave it to All Quiet in the Western Front and not everything everywhere. Um Baftas, I've noted them throughout my homework here, but you gotta remember British body, European bias, so it makes sense that sometimes things lean a different way with the Baftas. But to to kind of hammer this home, uh <laughs> having the and let me let me add on to this too. Um Everything Everywhere at Once also won Best Original Screenplay at the WGA, the Writers Guild. So that sweep of PGA, SAG, DGA, and WGA has literally never lost Best Picture. It was This also was repeated by Argo, Slumdog Millionaire, American Beauty, and No Country for Old, Old Men, all of which went on to win the Oscar. It's an absolute lock. Even if we took the WGA out of this data point, PGA SAG DGA sweep, first time since Argo ten years ago this happened, and every film that did just those three has won Best Picture, with the exception of Apollo thirteen, which was the first year of SAG even existing as an awards body. So, everything ever all at once is the best movie of twenty twenty two, and it's going to win Best Picture. It's really exciting when that happens, and it actually happened pretty recently. Let's not forget that the twenty nineteen movie year Parasite won Best Picture. So, you know the Oscars do get stuff right from time to time. Pretty cool. Uh, moving right along, let's just go into director. It's kind of the same thought here because the Daniels, who are up against, you know, I think a really uh, talented group, of course, Steven Spielberg, Todd Field, Martin McDonough, and Ruben Ostland. Uh, the Daniels won the DGA, as I said, as well as the Indie Spirit Award and the Critics' Choice Award. The only thing they didn't win really was the BAFTA, which went to Edward Berger, the director of All Quiet in the Western Front. Berger's not even nominated for the Oscar. Um, just the DGA is really the only thing that really matters here. And the DGA winner has won 17 of the last 20 Oscar best directors. Uh, given the prevailing strength of everything all at once at the Oscars throughout the award ceremony, 
I'd be very confident in the DGA winner, the Daniels also winning Best Director. So we can just check that one right off. I think these are both incredible locks. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> you know, I think where it starts to get interesting is once we move beyond these two awards. Uh, Best Actress has been one that's been really pegged as a two-way fight the whole award season, right? Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere and Kate Blanchett for Tar. And also in the mix, of course, Andrea Riseborough, Anda Armas, and Michelle Williams. Now, Kate Blanchett kind of got off to a roaring start, winning the one of the Globes, winning the Critics' Choice Award, and winning the BAFTA. But Michelle Yeoh, who won the other Globe, also won SAG recently and the Indie Spirit Award. It's a really hard one to call. For a while, I was leaning Michelle Yeoh. Or sorry, I was leaning Kate Blanchett. But since I saw the SAG win, and since the momentum behind everything I wore all at once became so undeniable... I'm starting to lean Michelle Yeoh, but I think this one's really too close to call, but I would lean Yeoh at this point. You know, Kate Blanchett's trying to become a three-time acting Oscar winner, which is, you know, rarefied error, really kind of putting it front and center that, like, Kate Blanchett has assumed, like, the Meryl Streep mantle as, like, the best actress we have right now. Um, I don't think that's changed if she doesn't actually win the award, but it is a tremendous performance. It's a better performance than Michelle Yeoh as well. But the sentimentality of like Yeoh, clearly this is her best chance to win an Oscar perhaps ever, certainly to this point. It would be a really nice win for Yeoh as well. So it's, I think it's too close to call, but I'm, gonna st- I'm, I'm leaning Yeoh, and that's what I'll pick. Uh, best Actor is another one that's kind of been pegged uh, throughout the award season as, as a three-way fight, really. Austin Butler for Elvis, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, uh, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, uh, which I think I forgot to mention as a Best Picture nominee, as well as Bill Nye for Living and Paul Maskell for After Sun. Now, Butler won the BAFTA and one of the Globes. Colin Farrell won the other Globe, and Brendan Fraser won SAG in Critics' Choice. Uh, this is a tough one to to say as well. It feels like Farrell has kind of fallen out of the fight, notably winning the Globe, where Frazier was not nominated for the Globe, all that Brendan Frazier, uh, Hollywood Foreign Press baggage aside. You know, the thing that's really going against Brendan Frazier here, which has, you know, is a very sentimental pick. There's been sentimental picks in the past. They don't always come through in the end, though. Think of Michael Keaton and Birdman, for example. The thing that's really going against Brandon Frazier is the fact that The Whale was not nominated for Best Picture. And nor should it have been. It's not a good enough movie to be in that mix. I think Frazier's deserving of the Best Actor nomination. It's a really great story that he's here. But, you know, since uh, since the Academy expanded Best Picture to 10 films, or up to 10, you know, right after uh, Dark Knight, so like 09 forward, only one Best Actor winner, uh, Jeff Bridges and Crazy Heart, has seen their film not nominated for Best Picture. So there's just a lot of recent history stacked against Frasier. And Elvis also seemed, and I'll get into this in a bit, Elvis seems to have a lot of like strength behind it in other uh, non-acting awards categories. So I think there's just a lot of juice for this movie, surprisingly, perhaps. And also, man, the charm offensive from Austin Butler has been really effective, man. I mean, shout out shout out the uh, accent. He's, Austin Butler says he's going to lose the Elvis accent, but he hasn't lost it yet. And I mean, I love it. And honestly, I think the narrative of anointing Butler as like uh, perhaps unexpectedly arriving 
new great actor because I think it's a tremendous performance that he does as Elvis is really worthwhile. You know, he's only, I believe, 30, 31. Like, it's a, it's a great story. And Frazier getting to this point and getting the nomination, I feel like that's kind of enough, especially given how the rest of the whale is is what it is. You can check my review on that movie. Um, so I'm going to go with Butler. But I wouldn't be shocked if Frazier won. I wouldn't be shocked if Farrell won either. There's always surprises. So don't rule that out completely. But Banshee's overall has had a kind of a weaker award season than I expected. So I wouldn't necessarily lean that way. So we'll go with Butler for best actor. Moving on, let's go to supporting actress. We have Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere, Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere, Hong Chow for The Whale, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Carrie Condon for Banshee's Venice Sheeran. This is the hardest award to pick right now, straight up. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG. Angela Bassett won the Globe and the Critics' Choice. And Carrie Condon won the BAFTA. Again, shout out the Brits. And Stephanie Sue did win a breakthrough performance for the Indie Spirits, but I don't think that's really in the mix here. Um, you know, early on, I feel like this is Angela Bassett crowning crowning moment, um, kind of a career achievement award for someone who's been great for so long. Um, but that momentum has seems to shift. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis, you would have thought would perhaps split votes with Stephanie Sue, everything everywhere having two nominees in the same category. It's a common thought. Carrie Condon, kind of sneaky there, right? I think I wouldn't be shocked if any of them win, and this could perhaps be the biggest shock of the night because I don't I don't think we're, we're going to get a consensus in the next week on where this is leaning. I'm kind of feeling like it's JLC, who, like Bassett, it's kind of a career achievement award for a great career, and she has really been campaigning hard for this and for this movie, you know, and, and kind of being on that train, that momentum, I feel like it's going to push her over the top. But I wouldn't be shocked about any of these, but I'm going to go with JLC. I think it's a really tough one to say, though. Hard to be confident. Uh, supporting actor is not uh, <laughs> hard to be confident in. You have Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere, Barry Keown for Banshees, Brendan Gleeson for Banshees, Judd Hirsch for Fablemans, and, and Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which, again, shout out my guy, Brian Tyree Henry. Surprising nomination. We'd love to see it. Barry Keown won the BAFTA, which was the only blemish on Kihi Kwan's sweep of the award season. He won SAG, Globe, Indie Spirit, Critics' Choice, and a bunch of other stuff. Given the everything, everywhere, all amongst momentum, the amazing narrative and story that is Kihi Kwan's return to Hollywood, return to being an actor, his such importance to that movie's success and the strength of that performance, he's the winner. I love my guy, Barry Keough, and I'm so happy he's nominated for this. He's going to have a great career ahead of him, but the Key Kwan story is undeniable. And he's won everything thus far, with the exception of BAFTA, which, again, shout out the Brits for picking a, you know, <laughs> uh, Irishman. So, uh, Kwan, easy, lock it in. You know, if you're betting, perhaps parlay, Key Kwan, everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Daniels, you probably still wouldn't get good odds, but it, it's free money. <laughs> um, moving on from here, that's all the acting categories. Uh, animated is another easy lock, animated feature. Uh, you have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, The Sea Beast, Puss in Boots 2, and Turning Red. My pick would be Turning Red. That's the best of these movies, the Pixar film from this year, one of the best Pixar films in recent memory. But Pinocchio has swept the shit out of this race. Won the Globe, won the BAFTA, won the Annie Award, which is the Animation Guild, it won the Ace, which is one of the, cin the cinematographer 
uh, guilds, won that animated award, and won the Critics' Choice. No one else has won anything. So, lock it in. Netflix getting another W there. Shout out Guillermo del Toro, who also is an Academy favorite, of course. Uh, best director winner himself. So, another easy one there. Best international feature film is also another easy one. You have All Quiet in the Western Front from uh, Germany. Argentina 1985 from Argentina. Close from, oh shit, was that Belgium? Uh, EO from Poland and The Quiet Girl. God, where's The Quiet Girl from? This from Ireland? Yes, The Quiet Girl's from Ireland. So, even though Argentina 1985 won the globe, perhaps surprisingly, uh, the BAFTA, of course, went to All Quiet on the Western Front, which also gave that movie Best Film and Best Director. And All Quiet on the Western Front is nominated for Best Picture. None of these other movies are. So, it's kind of easy money for there. And there seems to be a lot of uh, strength and light, uh, love for All Quiet on the Western Front in other categories as well. And it's, I think it's risen up the overall Best Picture rankings. You know, if you were to pick something to be a, a everything everywhere, all at once spoiler, you know, for a while we were thinking Banshee Van Sheeran and Fablemans, but I think All Quiet has really risen up there alongside like Top Gun Maverick as like a, a stealth contender if there was one. Again, everything everywhere, all at once is a lock, but all that's to say All Quiet on the Western Front is an international feature film lock. So moving on from there, let's go into screenplay. So Screenplay, I think, is actually pretty easy to peg this year, but it's always a category historically that has been room for surprises and, and welcome uh, changes from the consensus. So in original screenplay, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inishiran, Tar, Feeblemans, and Triangle of Sadness. Everything Everywhere won the Writers Guild Award, Any Spirit, Critics' Choice, Banshees won the BAFTA, and the Globe. Important to note, the Writers Guild doesn't have like international films eligible due to the rules of that body, so keep that in mind. It's not the perfect predictor, but it just feels like this is an easy win for everything everywhere, all things considered. But it's a really tough category. You know, think of the Todd Field screen, screenplay from Tar, the Banshee screenplay, and the Triangle of Sadness screenplay in terms of the international love that the Academy will bring. Remember, the Academy is very international these days, as international as it's ever been, which is why you see someone like Ruben Oslin in Best Director. Um, keep that in mind. That being said, I think everything, everywhere, all at once, it's screenplay. It's the definition of an original screenplay and such a paramount reason why this movie works. So I think it's a just win for sure. Um, and Mark McDonough, of course, has you know, been in this mix before, so it's no nothing to worry about him not winning. Uh, adaptive screenplay also seems to have kind of shaken out kind of easily, all things considered. Women Talking won the Writers Guild Award and Critics' Choice. All Quiet won the BAFTA. Also in the Nominated as Top Gun Maverick, Glass Onion, and Living. Now, it feels like Women Talking is kind of the easy pick here, but I wouldn't be shocked if maybe All Quiet bounced through here with the international love. You know, Women Talking has kind of had a quiet and, I think, unimpressive awards campaign given to what we thought, you know, a few months before awards season kicked off. So this is perhaps room for an upset, but I'll stick with the loose consensus and say Women Talking for now. Uh, moving on to Best Editing. Which of course is a you know key predictor when you're watching the show of where things are leaning. with best picture, um, everything ever all at once won the Ace Award, which is uh, one of the cinema. Uh, the, sorry, the Ace, the American Cine Cinema Editors Guild, won the Ace as well as Any Spirit, BAFTA, and Critics Choice Award. Top Gun won the other Ace Award. There are like, two distinctions, kind of like the Globes, and then of course Elvis, Banshees, and Tar were nominated. Now, given all those plaudits on everything everywhere, 
the best picture favorite i think it's going to win editing but top gun's a it's a worthy choice i think the only like annoying win if somehow elvis won i was at a really strong night on the down ballot that would be a tough look because elvis is not a well-edited movie that's a tough tough nom as it is and that would be a tough win thankfully i don't think it's going to happen i think everything everywhere is this going to add to its tally here as the most nominated film of the night uh moving on to best documentary we have fire of love novlani all the beauty and the bloodshed all that breaks and a house made of splinters now fire of love won the director's guild award and the ace and Navalny won the BAFTA. You know, all year long, I kind of like, you know, once we got into the thick of it, I thought Fire of Love was the easy win as like, you know, kind of a sentimental war movie that also has um, like huge visuals, you know, volcanoes and whatnot. But Navalny, given the political, geopolitical times we're in, would make sense as something that people might rally behind and vote for. Now, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed is the most critically acclaimed doc of all these, but it hasn't really made that impression in award season. So I think Fire Love is the pick. Notably, the Writers Guild for a direct, uh, doc went to Moon Age Daydream, the David Bowie doc, and that was not nominated for the Oscar. So we have less data points than usual here. But I think the pick is Fire of Love, but again, would not be shocked at all if Novani uh, won instead. Cinematography, moving on, we have All Quiet, uh, Elvis, Tar, Empire of Light, and Bardo. Um, the Ace went to Elvis. The Creator's Choice Award went to Top Gun, which is not nominated, kind of uh, surprisingly at that. And the BAFTA went to All Quiet. I think it's going to be uh, All Quiet, but you know, there, there's two. Um, there's 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 two. Uh, there's two cinematography guilds. Sorry, it's kind of hard to parse out all the data with these. It feels like maybe Elvis is starting to have the momentum here, but I'm just going to kind of pick against it because I think it's way less impressive cinematography than what you get from All Quiet in the Western Front, and that would be like a huge win for All Quiet in the Western Front, all things considered, and I think a nice acknowledgement of it, so I'm rooting for All Quiet in the Western Front. That's my pick, but again, I'm just going to say look out for Elvis here. Uh, best costume design, we have Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Babylon, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I just want to shout out Black Panther. You got the legend Ruth Carter costume design goat there, which did win Critics' Choice Award, but I don't think that's going to happen this time around. I think it's really everything everywhere all at once. Surprise versus Elvis, which won the BAFTA. It's hard to say, you know. Again, if, if like I said, if Elvis has a really strong night at the down ballot, maybe it wins this. I would pick everything everywhere, though. Think about that movie. It has a million costume changes and a million really awesome, iconic like looks and, and flashes and... Of costume design is a huge aspect of that movie, so I think that would be a really cool win. Um, so I'm going to go at everything everywhere all at once, but again, look out for Elvis. I feel like I'm saying that a lot. <laughs> uh, makeup and hairstyling, we have Elvis, The Whale, The Batman, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Feels like it's Elvis or The Whale, right? I think, you know, a few months ago, you would have thought The Whale, lock it in. But again, there's something about Elvis, which did win the BAFTA for this category. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the whale. I'm gonna say, Brendan, as I said, Brendan Fraser is not gonna win Best Actor, but they'll still acknowledge that movie in makeup and hairstyling. That's what I'll go with. But again, look out for Elvis. <laughs> uh, production design: We have Babylon, Elvis, Avatar, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Fablemans. Craig's Choice Award went to Babylon. 
you know, I kind of thought Avatar had a, a chance here at this one, but I feel like that might have slipped away just a little bit. Hard one to say, because All Quiet's here, Elvis is here. A lot of stuff with Juice in other categories. Then Babylon, which, you know, production design's one of the biggest aspects of that movie. Hard for me to pick this one. I feel like... I'm going to kind of go off script, off the board a little bit. I'm going to go at Avatar still winning this one, but hard one to peg down. I think if you're going to pick a favorite, it's probably probably Elvis, but hard for me to say. Best score, we have Babylon, All Quiet, Fablemans, Banshees, everything everywhere. Uh, the BAFTA went to All Quiet, but I think this is kind of easily Babylon. Justin Hurwitz is going to win score again. Like That's a celebrated score, I think a immediately iconic score from the award season. So that, that one's kind of easy, and it's probably the only Babylon win you get on the night. Uh, moving on real quick, we'll go to Best Sound, where you have Top Gun, Avatar, All Quiet, Elvis, and the Batman. BAFTA went to All Quiet, like most BAFTAs went <laughs> this year. You know, Top Gun, great sound. Wouldn't go with Avatar. Elvis, movie with music. Hard to say. Feel like... If I'm going production design for Avatar, I'm going to go with sound for Avatar 2, but this is one where Top Gun are all quiet. It's probably going to win. Hard to say. I don't know. There's something about me. I'm going to give three wins to Avatar still, so this is part of that. But harder one to say. I'll take that back. After, what did I want Avatar to win? It's it's probably like probably Top Gun Maverick. The, the, the sound guild, the sound mixing guild specifically picked Top Gun, so that's like strong data there. And, you know, I wish Top Gun was going to win more stuff, so I think that's a pretty good one. Movie rips. We know that. Visual effects, though, definitely Avatar. Won the BAFTA. Won the Greatest Choice. Top Gun also in the mix. All Quiet. Batman. And Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther's not going to win Best Visual Effects, and it, it shouldn't. But it's just funny to note that the f last time a superhero movie did win Best Visual Effects was Spider-Man 2 in 2004. Just, to, just That's just this funny data point. Literally, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has never won best visual effects and it will continue to not win after this oscars but yeah avatar obviously there's no other choice visual effects amazing you know cameron inventing a new film style underwater motion capture like it speaks for itself it is hilarious that top gun campaigned heavily for this award being like actually no there's tons of effects in this movie despite the fact that we were in fact flying real planes in the real sky so it's funny how they kind of about face that for 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 the the Oscar awards. Uh, good stuff. You know, I'm not going to predict the short categories. I don't have any insight on that. That's a those are categories that have a lot of campaign behind them. You can look up, you know, the favorites if you so wish. But I don't have any insight on those. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to shout out um, for sound. Andy Nelson is nominated twice for the Batman and Elvis, and with those two noms, he has 24 career nominations which makes him the third most nominated living person shout out him as a, one of the esteemed sound editors in hollywood um yeah i mean i think that's kind of all of it like i said it's everything everywhere all at once is night to lose best supporting actress is a complete toss-up elvis and all quiet and western front are vying for a lot of down ballot awards and you know I think it's going to be an exciting night. There's a lot of fun winners here. You know, um, it's the first time in Oscars history we have four Asian actors nominated in a single year. And it's so, so richly deserved for what Everything Everywhere All at Once is and what Hong Chao did in The Whale. Like, I think it's um, a really 
cool thing that that's happened. And it's just fun when a movie that is as wild and out there as everything everywhere all at once is, is able to really like bring that story home and find both box office success, but also critical enjoyment and have people really rally around it the way it did. It's a really fun best picture winner. And I think what the Oscars are kind of all about when, and why people can invest in the Oscars as something to look forward to and care about getting right and making better. Um, so that's really, really fun. But let me know. What do you think about my predictions? Tell me which ones I made that are way off. Uh, who do you want to win this week? Sound off. Who got snubbed um, and who should have a better chance to win than they did. And make sure you stay tuned because I'm going to react with a live recap of the Oscars right after the Oscars happen on Sunday. So make sure you subscribe. YouTube.com slash NowSalgiaPod. Linktree.com slash NowSalgiaPod. Make sure you get that wherever you get that. Let me know what's good. And I'll see you soon. Yeah.